Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. We're going to climb some mountains. I feel so good. You're in Florida. No mountains. There's some hills. There's like 20 or 30 feet high. They're really not. Really not. You're telling me they don't count, Robbie? Is that no, what you're I'm to saying me? that's exactly what I'm saying is that they definitely don't count. Oh, I'm sorry. Face. I know. It's so sad. Uh, you just move move your town five miles down the road, and suddenly there will be mountains. That's all it takes. Oh, goody. Uh, hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Only $2 a month gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh, I do encourage you to check that out. Really helps us out. Helps the show go. Helps the show keep going. Uh, also, give us uh, good reviews on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play Music or wherever else you listen to us. Uh, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out. We appreciate it. This week's episode is King of the Hill, episode 5F16, originally aired May 3rd, 1998, written by John Swartzwater and directed by Stephen Dean Moore, finished 23rd in the ratings, a Nielsen rating of 9.4, approximately 9.2 million viewing households, was the fourth highest rated show on Fox that week, following The X-Files, King of the Hill, and Alan McBeal. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, this is is our episode 200, but... The Simpsons already had their episode 200, so it's just kind of back to the standard, you know, whatever. That's true. It's what happens when you skip all the uh, clip shows. Uh, the couch gag. Uh, the Simpsons sit on the couch. Uh, the camera zooms out to reveal they are inside of a snow globe, and then they are sh- they are shaken by two hands. <laughs> who are those? Who are those? Who are the hands? Are they us? Are we? They're God. Oh, it's God. I believe they have five fingers, don't they? I did not notice. I just saw hands. I mean, I have five fingers too, Matt. What are you saying? Uh, I'm saying anyone who has five fingers is obviously a god of the Simpsons. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, episode guest stars, uh, Brendan Fraser as Brad and Steven Weber as Neil. I am not sure why these guys are paired up other than that they're both kind of generic white guy actors. Well, they're just bro I mean, I don't think of Brendan Fraser as a bro guy or Steven Weber for that matter. Of, of being broke. I actually don't know Stephen Weber. Should I know Stephen Weber? Uh, he doesn't act much anymore. Mostly writes and directs. But he was on Wings. He was the the lead character in the really bad uh, made for TV Shining. Wings is the most a... by far the most popular thing that he was in. I... Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's in lots of stuff. Yeah, but he mostly doesn't. He mostly just uh, writes and directs now. But I don't understand. They never worked together in anything prior to this. It's very strange that they're just like, hey, we have these two guys that they're partners in this in this episode, but they're just guys, so they're just gonna. I mean, Brendan Fraser does do a little bit of a voice for this, uh, but Stephen Weber just does his own voice, as far as I can tell. <laughs> so I don't know. It's Fraser, I didn't even recognize until I saw him in the credits. Um, yeah, he he does his he does a kind of broy voice for this, um, and they're fine. It doesn't. It, I don't. The Brad and Neil are both kind of generic on purpose so it it works even their names are kind of they don't have last names they're just they just wear jackets uh, extreme <laughs> yes they they're good marketers episode begins with uh mcbain who's fighting commie nazis i hate those guys really because i'm a big fan of them as villains you know their their philosophy makes so much sense <laughs> yes the the commie nazis uh nothing at odds between those two political parties um, McBain, let's see, he, uh, personally delivers UNICEF pennies to the countries that need those pennies. Um, Bart is impressed by Mc, my McBain's physique. Homer demonstrates his unique abilities by drinking a can of beer off his stomach and then crushing it with his stomach, which is impressive, but also disturbing. Yeah, and Bart makes it. I uh, Bart makes does make a kind of grossed noise. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they uh, and it is kind. Of, it's it is. It's kind of a like oh uh, kind of reaction. <laughs> they go to a, a picnic, which is a church picnic, which is different than Homer eating fried chicken in church. Well, you know, it's it's not that different for Homer, but for everyone else, it's probably a little more sanitary. I mean, what's the problem with taking your fried chicken bucket in church? As long as you're not being loud. That's true. You're not disturbing anybody, which, you know, it's possible you could be disturbing somebody. I mean, it's Homer. He's probably disturbing people. But uh, there's a lot of picnics going on. There's a cops picnic. There's mafia picnic. Uh, Mafia 
takes not they're 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 they they got their mustard stolen by the cops and then they shot their own mustard. Oh, that's so sad when you shoot your own I, mustard. It's like a, it's an allegory for life there, shooting your own mustard. But uh, <laughs> there's also uh, in this little mishmash of scenes here. There's also Smithers and Burns trying to run over Ralph with a car. I goodness. Well, you know, he, he, he tried to tag them, and that's just not allowed. I mean, I guess they're just tagging him back. Then we kind of segue into what becomes the setup for uh, the plot, which is a game of capture the flag. Um, I've never played capture the flag in a non paintball setting. Neither. I was just thinking, I was like, Oh, well, how do you do it without paintball? You just tag people, I guess. Yeah. I, I can imagine a flag football kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, it, it is basically, it is a tag situation. You're like you tag people and they're out. Uh, but it makes, I feels like less compelling, uh, play when you can just put eight people around the flag um but it uh who it's todd and bart are the team captains and they set about picking their teams gentlemen the game is capture the flag rod ladies pick first okay i choose todd oh 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 bart 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 over here over here um i'll take nelson Saving the best for last, huh, Bart? Yeah, that must be it. I picked my dad. Do you want to play Capture the Flag, Daddy? <laughs> Sports on a Sunday. Hmm. I better check with Reverend... Oh, just play the damn game, Ned. Yeah, well, if you get a grown-up, then so do we. I picked my dad. Him? Oh, you'd be surprised. He gets pretty competitive when he's drinking. Come on, Dad, we're playing Capture the Flag. Sorry, son. Daddy's down for the day. Why don't you go capture me some more potato salad? But Rod picked his dad. It's a matter of family honor. Flanders is playing. Why didn't you say so? Oh, it appears I will have to find a new fortress of solitude. Okay, Dad. They've got our flag guarded pretty good. I agree. Let's surrender. No, wait. I have a plan, but I'll need your underpants. Mm, all right, but don't lose them. They're my only pair. Gross. I love Re- I love Reverend Lovejoy. <laughs> Just play the damn game, Ned. Come on. <laughs> and also gross. Yes. Uh, also, poor comic book guy. That's that's an unfortunate situation. Yeah. That's not good at all. But why would why would comic book guy be reading on a porta porta potty? No, no. It seems like you don't want to stay in there longer than you have to. No, no, I wasn't. Well, I mean, that is a good question. But my question was, why would Bart pick Homer? Is it really just misplaced loyalty? I believe so. Yes, uh, uh, Bart has a a weird affection for Homer that we'll never understand. <laughs> it's almost like it's his dad or something. Um, yeah, and I, I I mean I think they they wisely play back into the Simpsons Flanders uh, rivalry in this and be, it be, and I think this episode largely is a lot about you know I don't know we mentioned it was it last week or the week or week before that we mentioned Homer defined and how that is a very the kind of groundwork foundation for what Homer is as a character and this is. Like connecting back to that, using a lot of kind of a remix of a lot of different themes we've seen in Homer episodes since. And they tie it into like the identity of a Simpson is like, it, it, what is that? And then they tie that into Homer's athleticism. They tie it into Bart's love of his father and respect for his father. They, it, it, there's a mismatch of all that stuff mixed up in here. So their plan works mostly. Bart runs away with his waving his father's underwear in the air uh, and the kids follow and tackle him eventually but in the meantime homer is is able to get the flag and and is running it running it back to i guess i thought you had to touch flag to flag i thought that's how you win capture the flag that's what i thought well i mean obviously there are lots of different rules but i i assumed that as well but apparently in this version homer just has to get back to his own side and you know manages to fail at that yeah he he struggles he fails he's out of breath uh homer is does not even meet the bare minimum requirement of physical fitness so i guess i would you i don't think any of us are surprised that homer doesn't make it i think bart is the only one who somehow thought that maybe homer could pull it out maybe he could in this one case he could come on dad you can do it Mm -hmm. but it doesn't work out homer fails i don't think he can get up let's 
tag him. He's trying to turn over. And with Bart, ashamed uh, of his father, we go to commercial. Yeah, a quick first act. It was very interesting. No, the I mean, both uh, the first and second acts are very short. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we find Homer ashamed of his weight. As, you know, I mean, if, if you can't run what, 30, 40 feet, uh, maybe you should look into that. Uh, of course, Homer being Homer, he blames Marge. Uh, he, he asks her, how could you let me get like this? Because... You know, nothing is Homer's fault. Uh, Marge brings up that maybe he should stop putting butter in his coffee, which I guess that was it. Homer invented bulletproof coffee back in the 90s, guys. We're calling it here. <laughs> I was going to say, like, oh, right, bulletproof coffee. Uh, I don't think Homer was necessary. I don't think Homer was uh, sticking to the uh, to any kind of low-carb diet. So I don't... <laughs> Homer doesn't stick to any kind of diet besides all of it. Yeah, all food all the time. And I don't know. It, it is the the... Marge is kind of like, yeah, all right, you're gonna get in shape, got it. That's the, I, I, I think that is just a nod to like we've are, we've seen Homer try and lose weight before multiple times, uh, and he usually does a little bit to get back to his normal weight. Yeah, the the and then he's and then they kind of forget about it, and like you, like the show has to for the most part because that's how a sitcom works. Yeah, but and it, then, it's just that I think they just include that Marge bit because like to a nod, a wink and a nod to the audience is like, yeah, we know we've done this before. Let us, let us explore this a little bit. Maybe we'll do a little bit. Different. We're going to try something new. Just hang yeah, on. Yeah. Just hang on. It's, it, it, it looks similar, but it's a little bit different. Wait a bit. Yeah. And uh, Homer, of course, swears that this is going to be the, 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 the real thing this time. I'm going to get into shape. Whatever you say, sweetie. No, I mean it. I'm really serious this time. Okay, honey. Okay. I'll start taking in all your slacks. <laughs> so, yes, Marge does definitely does not believe him. That's kind of mean, but, you know, it's Homer. It's I mean, pretty obvious. I, I mean, if it's not like they've been married for a long time, right? Ten years. I mean, ten years, yeah. And I think at a certain point, like I think that is a familiar pattern in a lot of marriages, in a lot of relationships, is like people, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, most people in relationships end up gaining weight over time. It's just a, it's a fact of life. It's like people, you get older, it's harder to lose weight, and you get comfortable, and you're not as strict about your diet because you don't have to find, and you don't have to go dating anymore. So you're like, oh, well, I'll have an extra donut. I'll be okay. Uh, and I think that is, I don't think it's mean. I think it's more just going like, yeah, I know, you've said it before. I'm going to, I'll, yeah, sure. I'm sure you will. Uh -huh. I, and Mar yep, sure. Absolutely. That'll yeah. happen. Yes. And I, I don't know. I think it is when you've had a, like in Marge's case, she's had a spouse for a decade that has probably told her this same exact thing, like four times a year for the past 10 years. She probably at this point is just like, mm -hmm. okay, I love you. Sure, sweetie. Yep. Sure. I'll get to right <laughs> I, work on I that. I love you just the way you are. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Homer for once, actually decides to follow through with this. Uh, he decides to go for a late night run, and I believe he gets as far as the end of the driveway, uh, no, and then... Flanders he, Mailbox. Flanders Mailbox. Wow, he actually got way further than I thought. <laughs> he gets to Flanders Mailbox and collapses. Uh, then, Santa's little helper, uh, being, you know, the family, faithful family dog, uh, drags him back inside. Uh, Homer contemplates giving up, uh, but a picture of uh, Bart being happy because he obviously Homer is doing this for Bart. So Bart would no longer be embarrassed of him uh, convinces Homer that he should keep going. And uh, we get retreated to a nice montage after, after Santa's little helper drags Homer back outside. We get a montage of Homer being hit in the head with various things while he runs because apparently varying his uh, gait is, is not something that Homer does. So he's hitting the newspapers you, and he, then stacks. He, the he newspapers. can't lose that momentum, Matt. He cannot lose the momentum. He probably wouldn't be able to start again. Yeah, he has to just keep yeah. moving. His... Also, great line in there. Uh, it's a little tiny thing, but it is Homer making Santa's little helper promise. Don't tell anyone. And then and then uh, Snowball 2 like, darts out of a bush, and he's like, now the cat knows. And it's just, I I really <laughs> I really enjoy that little tiny line. It's, it's very good. Yeah. 
it is it's it's really great it's it's really a funny gag uh but while homer is running uh he's still homer so he decides he needs a snack uh so he goes to the quickie mark uh where apu is sleeping while standing and uh immediately wakes upon hearing something and uh knows homer and when homer asks for something healthy uh apu gives him the only thing that uh the quickie mark offers <clears throat> so what will it be, Mr. Simpson? Your usual bucket of ice cream covered with miniature pies? Uh, don't you have anything healthy here? Oh, well, we do have some low-salt candy bars and some reduced fat soda, and our beef jerky is now nearly rectum-free. Hey, these power sauce bars look pretty healthy. Oh, yes, that is a new item. No bar contains more applesauce. Mmm. A bushel of apples packed in each bar, plus the secret ingredient that unleashes the awesome power of apples. Wow. So, yes, uh, Homer is getting the awesome power of apples because no packaging has ever lied about a healthy food product ever. Are you trying to imply that they lie, Matt? I'm trying to imply that most uh, products, food products especially, that imply that they're healthy are lying through their non-existent teeth. Uh, Basically, anything that is in bar form is not great for you. I don't know. Some of them, uh, I mean, I don't know that they're necessarily healthy, but I mean, if you use them as a sort of meal replacement, I think they're all right. They can be, but you've got to be careful because most of them contain vast amounts of sugar and all kinds of filler that are generally not very good for you. Well, I, don't, I think that you can, I mean, if you, I'm not talking about like uh, Nutri-Grain bars or anything like that. I mean, the uh, if you look at like the actual fitness protein bars like if you i mean they are they've gotten to a point where they they are prohibitively expensive but they do have relatively low levels of sugar certain at least certain ones do like quest bars they're all right um trying to think of another brand i we've i've eaten before that are not necessarily i'm like you can't eat them as they're not meant for snacks you know they are meant for people who are working out and burning off a lot of calories and just want that energy um yeah and have that a quick carb hit but you're not i think the problem is people often treat them as like hey i'm hungry so let's have this snack and i'm like don't, yeah right you're not i mean don't but i i think yes i mean you have to still hey read labels read nutri- nutrition labels indeed homer does not do that because he does not spot the chinese newspapers listed right on the ingredients <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of things you can uh, hide in ingredient labels under natural flavors or, or you know, or cellulose. Things. Cellulose. You could call it cellulose. That's right. And that would be totally OK. I don't know what they'd call the ink as, but, you know, natural flavors. <laughs> there you go. The ink is a natural flavor, of course. How foolish of me. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, Homer uh, leaves the cookie mark. It starts chowing down on his power sauce bars and he stops by a gyme, you know. A gyme, right, Robbie? What's a gyme? You're a big fan of gymes. I mean, uh, it's a place where you have a whole uh, bunch of weights to lift. And uh, I mean, running... Robbie, when he was a young man, knew what a gyme was. <laughs> Robbie, now in the post thirty, not I'm not a I don't go to very many gymes no, because I found that membership to gymes is often deprive me of money and not make me any fitter. So I don't do that anymore. You you put weights in your house and then you lift them while you're at home without having to go anywhere or waste gas or, you know, I mean, walk it, anywhere. Yeah, it's the I can I'm past the point where I need a guy. <laughs> I think I I like Homer's. I think Homer is the type I that guy that Homer goes to. Doesn't it? It does not cost money. Apparently not. Uh, apparently it's just the free gym. I, I don't know of any such thing, but sure, why not? Maybe it's Rainier Wolfcastle's gym, and he just he's a he's you know is Wolfcastle's alone at one a.m. or whatever time it is and lifting, and he goes, "Oh, this schlub is here to provide me company. Maybe I'll let him just lift for free." Sure, sure. <laughs> That's how it works, right? I mean, he's uh, Wolfcastle yeah. is is selling those power sauce bars. Maybe he sees that Homer is buying fifty dollars worth a day, and he's like, "That's that's fine. You're doing yeah, all right." with you because uh, yes he, uh, as we said homer finds rainier wolfcaster working out in the gym, and uh, when homer attempts to use the equipment completely wrong and smashes himself consistently in the head uh which is tough to do uh rainier wolfcaster's castle steps in to assist uh and uh you know he does okay uh we actually get a kind of uh i don't know a time lapse not time lapse but you know a time i what do you call it when time elapses is there a special phrase for that time jump 
time jump. There we go. Thank you. A time jump. Uh, and then we see uh, Homer still working with uh, Ranger Wolfcaster. Well, we can see Homer's got some muscle on him now. Uh, he's still fat because uh, lifting weights will not make you unfat. Uh, remember, you, you gain weight in the gym, you lose weight in the kitchen. That is as true in the Simpsons universe as it is in real life. Uh, I also really enjoyed Ranger Wolfcaster's uh, slogan of master your ass, which is, you know, what you, you have, have to do when you... I mean, it's... it's uh... Frankly, if you have a giant muscle man yelling at you while you lift weights, it's rather effective. It's pretty good. It's I I definitely having people. I always took very kindly to people yelling me as when I was lifting. I don't know about yelling at you. But no, I like no, I liked yelling. I wanted people getting intense. I liked that. I don't. I try and do that to other people. They don't seem to like it when I yell at them. But I liked <laughs> being yelled at when I was lifting uh. weights. I wanted. I you know it's I'm straining. It's hard work. Yell at me. It's fine. That's true. When people yell at you, it actually feels kind of good because you're 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 mad at them and you're putting that. Uh, yeah, that you're anger. like ah, yeah. Let's all yell. I'm yelling. Ah, yelling. Yelling's good. I like when I'm lifting. When I was lifting weights, yelling was always appreciated. Maybe so, I know some people don't like the yelling, but I'm generally not a yelling yelling type. But I do like the yelling then. Right, Matt. It's true. My wife is definitely a, a non-yelling kind of person, but I don't really mind. Uh, she, she, for some reason, she gets scared when people yell at her. It's weird. Well, hey, we're lifting weights. It's a, it's, it's an environment for it. Sure. Uh-huh. But they do find all the chub on him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, when Homer uh, goes home, he impresses the family. Uh, he Well, basically, he is admiring himself, and the family catches him. Hello, handsome. Nice muscles. Care for a rubdown? Ooh, well, I'm flattered, but spoken for. Oh, what the heck? Give me your number. Dad, what have you done to your stomach? And your chest? And your shirt? I have been working out secretly at night. And look at me now! Oh, my goodness gracious! <laughs> Go ahead, try and grab some flap. Go on! No, not there! Not there either, over here! I've got some! No, here, try my foot! No, not that foot! Just feel my bicep! Whoa. So, yes, the family is incredibly impressed, uh, it, but, you know, Homer's still fat, so, you know, it, it's tempered a little bit. Uh, at this point, Homer actually lifts Bart up towards the fan and scares Bart. <laughs> I, I really did be Homer if there wasn't child endangerment involved. I was, I was going to say, like, I feel like it is, uh, I, <laughs> this is, it makes me think of, obviously, I think it's very easy analog for an episode we haven't done yet which is the marge gets buff episode and it feels like night and day when you think about those two these two episodes which we'll talk probably more about when we get to that episode but homer generally is using his his strength for good not for evil generally (laughs) generally uh but his newfound ego on the other hand not so much uh the next day when uh marge is making dinner uh homer is chowing down on power sauce bars and uh, calling marge's food filth uh that uh, he has put that they are putting into their body it doesn't look very good i'll give it that 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 you often see in cartoons like oh is is this food not supposed to be good let's make it a great pace i mean look i mean i watch you look at studio ghibli movies the food in that looks better than any food I've ever seen in real life. And I think you, I mean, I, I think, have to think that it's not a product of they can't draw food that looks good. I have to think it is a product of they want Marge's casserole to look like a pile of gray mush. And well, casseroles are like that. Except it's usually a, a light brown mush. I'm fine with it. I mean, it's gray. I, I don't eat. I generally don't eat gray food. I think that's a, it's a rule I've made for myself. It's if there's food that is gray, I'm not going to eat it. But but gray is the the color of all the best foods, like gruel. Yeah, oatmeal, and that's like it is the only gray food that I'll potentially eat, and that is if you pour a lot of sugar into it and bananas. I do like Homer's spaghetti bar. That's true. Uh, Homer, uh, once he gets tired of power sauce bars, uh, realizes that uh, by compressing food into bar form, you unlock its awesome power. So he decides he is going to take spaghetti and compress it into bar form. Uh, which he does, and then eats, and then calls the hospital, because when that bar expands, it will probably burst his stomach. Because <laughs> that's what happens when you do that. I, I'm not saying I want to eat five pounds of spaghetti, paschetti, in a uh, in a bar, but I do, uh, one bar of, of spaghetti would, I would eat a spaghetti bar, is what I'm saying. As long as it was warm and not cold. Nothing worse than cold spaghetti. Oof. What? Cold in general. What? Do you like cold spaghetti? Yeah. I like cold spaghetti. 
Yeah, I'll eat cold spaghetti. Pasta should never ever be cold. That's it's so disgusting when it's cold. Pasta salad is awful, nasty thing. I'll eat Matt. You have no idea how much I like pasta. I will eat pasta in almost any form. I've eaten dry pasta. See, dry pasta is okay, especially if you crumble it up and put it on top of regular pasta. It just has a little crunch. No, I just snacked on it like a like I'm chewing on a cracker. Like what? <laughs> you have no like. I I have an unhealthy relationship with pasta, but I love cold pasta. I I mean, it depends on my mood. I'm not saying that I always want cold pasta, but I will I will go like, hey, spaghetti leftovers. I don't need to reheat this. Perfect. I'm not. Uh, just no, no, no. I can handle most foods room temperature, uh, and I could probably do room temperature spaghetti. I'd rather cold, have like, I'd rather have cold. pasta cold than just room temperature. I want it hot or cold. I don't want middle. Oh God, no. That oh. We need to move past this. I'm starting to shiver in disgust. So moving on. The next day or sometime in the future, we see Homer still working out with Rainier Wolf Castle, or at least in the same gym as him. Uh, and they're the only two people that are ever there. Homer is there working out with Bart. And uh, Bart is, you know, doing the kid thing where he asks lots of questions and, and just generally being not quite a nuisance, but a distraction. Uh, when we meet the power sauce guys i guess you could call them uh who are typical 90s bros and they have a plan yo yo rainier my man how you doing i thought you'd be here pumping those guns we've come up with a killer promotion for power sauce bars picture this you i love it climb the highest mountain in springfield the murder horn are you crazy that's suicide yeah Sure, for experienced mountain climbers, but you're a movie star, and you'll have the power sauce edge. Not for all the applesauce and gluckenschlabel. My dad could do it. He eats $50 worth of power sauce bars a day. Overshoot the extreme, max the envelope, and so on. Wow, he's really been paying attention to our slogans. Brad, a word? New angle. Joe Schlub eats power sauce bar, becomes world's mightiest man. It's believable. That's what I like about it. Congratulations, sir. Huh? You're going to be the first man to climb the murder horn. I am. Uh, no, that's it over there. <gasps> yeah, that's it. Just to the right of the one you're looking at. I love all of Homer's noises during <laughs> where he's he's realizing what he has agreed to. I mean, this is the reason we they haven't we haven't seen the murder home before is because they moved the town. Well, yeah, that, that's a good point. They moved it five miles down the road, so you know you obviously can't see a a, a uh, was it a mountain that is you know over four vertical miles tall from just five miles away. It just disappears. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's physics somewhere. Horizons, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And then we go to commercial, because I know you're waiting for that. Patiently, Matt, always patiently. Um, This is it, it, this is kind of now Deep Space Homer, to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's, this episode is, it is a thing we are running into, is where, oh, these are clearly ideas they've done before, remixed, remixed, mixed, 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 mashed around. Uh, So you have, like, you know, you have... Uh, Homer trying to lose weight uh, from th- multiple episodes. You have Homer trying to get respect from his children from in, in Deep Space Summer. You have Homer doing a job that he is definitely not ready for and definitely not physically uh, prepared for, uh, a la Deep Space Homer. And you kind of mix m- mix them around a little bit. I think this episode, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it, them reusing those ideas because I feel like this is pushing it a away from what those episodes were like i think deep space homer is more about uh is about bart's respect for for homer but i think it also is this episode also is about more identity of a simpson and i i feel like that what it means to be a simpson yeah exactly what it means to be a simpson and getting back to like the idea of what homer is as, as fundamentally and I feel like it, it carves he out it. and I'm going to do anything for his son. Mm, I mean, blindly stup- stumbling uh, into situations where he's way in over his head, but somehow managing to find some level of success in. That sounds about right. That's Homer. And 
I, that episode has that, plus the identity of being a Simpson and a lot of other things. They're all, and I, I think it has a lot of, uh, you know, when you mix that in with the, the 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 power sauce guys, you mix that in with Bart wanting uh, to respect his father and his, his shame, direct shame. Like Deep Space Homer doesn't have any moments like Homer getting egged because he passes out after running thirty feet. <laughs> And also, it brings in Grandpa. Uh, the third act starts with Grandpa warning Homer, don't climb the mountain, uh, because he did already, mostly. Well, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Uh, he went up with uh, McAllister. Was it R.W. McAllister? And I, what was that, Matt? I didn't catch the first name. I don't think they even say it. And You see it on his diary at the end. I think it says R.W. I'm not positive about that. Yeah. But... Abe tells a story of of climbing the mountain in 1928. So Abe's age, uh, variable as always. <laughs> and uh, they they okay, they are being sponsored by a flapjack company in 1928. Which of course, and it, you know, it's to, to draw that same parallel of Homer being sponsored by a power sauce uh, company, the P- power power sauce bar company, and they. Abe tells the story, and he says, oh, I let McAllister have the last can of flapjacks. And then they zoom in on a can that's just this flapjacks in oil, and there's just a stack of pancakes in there. Yeah, yeah. You, you haven't had canned pancakes, Robbie? No, but I want to. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure we can get you some. I want some canned pan- some canned cakes. I'll take that. Pancakes. <laughs> Whatever and whatever oil they're soaking in, I'll drink it down. I don't care. Oh, that makes me just. Ugh. Do you not like? Uh, okay, so when you eat peaches out of a can, do you not drink the syrup? Not. I usually get peaches in their own juices. I, I don't like with the syrup. Too sweet. No such thing, man. <laughs> well, for some people, what, that's whatever that right. maple syrup oil that those pancakes are soaking in, I want to drink all of it. All right, I want it in my gullet. I want it. I want it. Taste that in that, your gullet. Okay, yeah, that, good to know. that delicious syrup. But uh, Abe tells a story about McAllister eating the last pancakes and then tossing Abe off the mountain. Abe fell eight thousand feet, but because people were tougher in nineteen twenty eight, he's he was totally fine. He was jitterbugging that night. Uh, jitterbugging that very night. Uh, we cut to Homer at the mountain, and they have to this third act is very is is 10 minutes long it is almost almost half of this entire episode is in this third act and even despite that they still have to move the the this along pretty like you think back to deep space homer like there's an entire training sequence that takes up a part of that episode and this is just like cut to homer doing a press conference with the power sauce guys at the base of a mountain and when he reaches the top, Mr. Simpson here will plant this power sauce flag as an eternal symbol of man's contempt for nature. Wait, is contempt the word I want here? Homer, you're the world's greatest hero. Do you owe it all to power sauce? That's right, Brad and Neil. I only eat power sauce, the bar with applesaucity. Has anyone mentioned that Homer doesn't know anything about mountain climbing and that this is all crazy? Well, yes, a number of people, but don't worry, we're sending two Sherpas along as guides. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Don't touch my stuff. Dad, wait. You're not risking your life just to impress me, are you? Well... Yeah. Oh, cool. Now get going. Chop, chop. Well, yeah. <laughs> also, we heard some Sherpas in there. Um, I will give the writers credit because apparently they actually research Sherpa language. I don't, I don't, I'm well, way out of my depth about that knowledge, but those are, they did research that even they, and they even, <laughs> apparently they called the people who worked on Into Thin Air, which a lot of this stuff is kind of a, a wink and a nod to Into Thin Air, and apparently the people who made Into Thin Air made it all up. So uh, keep that in mind if you ever watch that movie or read the book. I guess the book is not. I don't know. Um, but Homer at least is not alone. He has some experienced mountain climbing guides with him. Um, we find out that Homer needs oxygen just to get up like 30 feet up off the mountain. So I don't know how he's going to climb a f- mountain that's over 20,000 feet high. Except we see how he does that. It is uh, the Sherpa's drag, literally dragging him up the mountain at nighttime uh, while he sleeps, which Homer must be a very deep sleeper. 
Well, I mean, it's Homer. I'm, I'm sure he, he worked really hard walking those 20, 30 feet up and with the oxygen. And then falling asleep, and then the ship is carrying him thousands of feet higher. Uh, we get a Power Sauce update, a very vital and informative one. This Power Sauce news break is brought to you by Power Sauce. Get sauced with Power Sauce. Neil? Our top story. Homer Simpson has just power-sauced his way past the halfway point of the murder horn. Brad, could Homer have made it this far without the engineered nutrition of six kinds of apples? No way, Neil. Oh, this just in. Power sauce is amazing. <laughs> this just in, guys. <laughs> this just in. Breaking news. Uh, we we followed them for a little bit. Uh, Homer is very proud of his of his progress, even though I don't. He, I don't imagine he can't remember making most of it, but it probably just works out in his head. He's being reverse gaslit, I guess. He's getting... Uh, you Look at all these great things you did. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that you made it this far <laughs> up this mountain? Uh, but eventually, uh, Homer is being dragged up the mountain at nighttime, and he realizes... Uh, I guess he wakes up with when <laughs> his sleeping bag falls off, and then three layers of pants roll down, and he's just being dragged in his underwear <laughs> through the snow. Uh, and he wakes up to real. And th- now the plan, the plan for the Sherpas to carry him all the way is laid bare. Hey, you guys are dragging me up the mountain. Brad and Neil were quite insistent you not die. Frankly, we don't care. So nobody believes I can do this, huh? Well, my son does, and I'm not going to let him down. I'm going to climb this entire mountain on my own. Then technically, shouldn't you go back down and start all over? Shut up! You are so fired! Woohoo! Homer Simpson here. I've sent the Sherpas home, and I'm heading for the top. Solo! Are you crazy? You'll never make it! The hell I won't. You're forgetting I've got my power sauce bars. Wake up, Homer. Those bars are just junk. They're made of apple cores and Chinese newspapers. Hey, Deng Xiaoping died. Homer, listen to me. Turn back now. Forget it. I'll be at the top by noon. Over and out. Yep, by noon. Uh-huh. By, sure. by noon, yes. I'm not... All those things that people were saying about how Homer is completely uninformed about how mountain climbing works. <laughs> pretty accurate apparently um yes without the sherpas it is not it is not easy it is very very difficult homer is struggling um he i mean he does make it to nearly the top though and i like it, it happens very fast and it's just suddenly yeah because i imagine the murder horn is not as, as tall as we've been made to think that or that section that he gets close to like it still goes up another couple of vertical miles i have to imagine uh, it, it, I don't know. He gets as far as anyone has made it because uh, he he gets to the top and is is kind of lamenting the fact that he he's like, oh, I get to the top of where at least he thinks is the top, and then he sees another summit above him, and he just it, Homer starts wailing, lamenting, like I just can't go any further. There's no way I am not capable of it. Uh, and then he finds the cave with McAllister's corpse inside. Just a new. I made it all the way to the... Ah, crap! It just keeps going. I give up. You beat me, Mountain! I won't freeze to death. <laughs> Last entry. I have mountaineered to the utmost, but the peak is unclimbable. Worse still, that treacherous skunk Abe Simpson stole my oxygen and tried to eat my left arm. Still dead. Tell my beloved wife my last thoughts were of her, blinding and torturing Abe Simpson. Cheerio. <laughs> My dad's a disgrace, just like Bart's dad. Me. <laughs> just like Bart's dad. Good old Bart's dad. That treacherous <laughs> skunk Abe Simpson. <laughs> Blinding you know, and torturing. If I get left for dead by somebody, I hope my wife blinds and uh, strangles them. <laughs> so, 
Homer. I I, I think I really like. I I think my only my main problem with this episode is the fact that it feels like they introduce a lot of very important things very late in the episode. Uh, which I mean, it's, I guess it's not that late. It's really only halfway through. It's just that the third act is so long. Uh, but I that introduction of of Abe and the fact that he did the exact same thing that Homer did, and Homer has improved. You know, Homer has 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 done better than his father did. That's true. And how that is still and then like no one has climbed uh, the murder horn at this point. No one has gone further. Uh, than this, you know, this corpse. It, it's true. It, Homer, Homer gives up. Homer gives up. It does not try and eat someone. He does not. He does not fall back to cannibalism. So therefore, he has well, improved. He, he doesn't fall back to cannibalism, but he does fall back to using a corpse for supplies. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to survive. But Homer may not have been able to climb the mountain, but he has made it to this point, and uh, he he marks the occasion by hammering the power, hammering the I guess a pole in. With the Simpson flag in it. This may not be the top, but it's as close as the Simpsons ever gonna get. This is for you, son. did it i climbed the unclimbable mountain bow down before me everyone for i am your king <laughs> yep bow down before him because he is your king i mean wrecking a mountain and probably killing somebody with it no nah, no one no one died that's nah, fine there's only goats down there Mm-hmm. well goats are somebody eh. goats are people too yeah you can replace goats you can replace people too that's, that's kind of mean matt hey I value goats more than humans at this point. There are seven billion humans. I don't think there are that many goats. I don't like this sudden this sudden pro goat <laughs> switch, Matt. I'm not. Oh, I've always been anti people, but now I'm pro goat. Wait, wait, wait a sec. Okay, Matt. Mm-hmm. Are is there a goat there with you? You can. It's okay. You can say if there's a goat with you. I am alone and cold. That's about all there is, guys. I'm. I'm going to make sure there's no goats with Matt watching him. <laughs> All right. After we're done recording, I'm going to we're going to do some research to make sure Matt's not being held hostage. Hey, goats are great animals. You know, you can you can use their milk and their <laughs> make cheese from it and they trim your grass for you and they don't release nearly the emissions the cows do. Goat council got to you, too, huh? They sure did <laughs> with their, you know, well thought out ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Homer finds the corpse. And has climbed the mountain and reached the peak. Homer has now reached the peak of the murder horn. The only person, I guess McAllister, uh, has uh, has also reached the peak. <laughs> now, in po- posthumously, he has reached the peak. Um, <laughs> I'm a posthumous mountain climber, thanks. Yes. Uh, but his, his, uh, his, we, I, I have not, I did not mention the dream sequence in which Homer went insane uh, and, uh, Ran into a, a yeti and uh, a very helpful mountain goat. Speaking of goats, yeah. mm-hmm. but in that dream sequence, Homer lost his walkie-talkie and lost his means of communication to the people on the bottom. So they're pretty much sure Homer's dead until they see him riding down the mountain. Well, to be fair, also uh, Lisa thinks that he's uh, alive, and the power sauce guy tells her that he is dead. Have a power sauce bar for free, a free power sauce bar. They're they're compassionate. Or compassionate people, Matt. Mm-hmm. So Homer rushes down the side of the mountain using the body of, of McAllister as a sled. Sure. I'm fine. It's fine. It's a dumb thing. It was frozen. It was frozen. It, it would work. I mean, I don't. I, why couldn't he just climb down? Well, I, I, I'm just worried that, that that mountain looked pretty vertical. So he rode that down. There was a really good chance he was just going to start spinning end over end and break every bone in his body, but which wouldn't be the first time for Homer to do that. Yeah, exactly. Homer has experience falling down mountains and cliff sides. But Homer gets to the bottom. Everyone's happy to see him. And he wants to point out what, his, what he's done to Bart. Did you make it to the top, Dad? Huh? Did you? Why don't you tell me, son? See any interesting flags up there? All I see is a pole. Maybe the flag fell off. 
Ah, damn it! Forget about it, Homer. You made it to the top. You're the coolest dad ever. Thanks, Bart. That makes it all worthwhile. Is that your wallet? Don't! Left his wallet up there. Well, I, I think like all, this whole ending sequence, I think, is really emblematic uh, and and successful at defining what a Simpson is, what their identity is, what being a Simpson is, and like Homer, yeah, Homer gets to the top through sheer stubbornness and force of will. It's not like he is, I guess, moderately physically. He's stronger than he was. I don't know how fit he is, True. really. He to too much cardio if he needed that much oxygen. So I'm not quite sure how he didn't pass out from oxygen deprivation. I mean, he did f- go crazy with hallucinations, Matt. That did happen. Well, yeah. So, but the, he makes it to the top through sheer force of will, uh, kind of blind luck. He makes it so that he actually went to the peak by more blind luck. By accidentally carving off a part of the mountain. <laughs> and then makes it all the way down through, like, a more... It's all luck. It's all, like, just force of will and luck and 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 stubbornness and not quite getting there, but doing it... Just being just good enough to be, a, to, to be something to be proud of. It's not... It, none of this, like, aside from Lisa... And I think they, Lisa is the exception that proves the rule for The Simpsons. Is it's never a like for it's never about like they're the best. It is they try really hard and they luck into things. And that's in like the fact that Homer plants this flag. It's and it's like this little. It's the ragtag capture the flag flag that says Simpson on it, and it falls off. So well, I'm sure Homer's not very good at knots. Yeah, it doesn't even stick. And it, it's just, it feels very much like, yeah, it, it didn't stick, but it doesn't matter. He did it. He accomplished it. And not not even necessarily because he's the best at something. It's because he tries really hard and refuses to give up just because he's so hard-headed. And I, I feel like it is a, it was the charm of The Simpsons for, for uh, the early years, I think, was this identity. Like, you think back to the very first episode, and it when they talk about, you know, when they talk about uh, Sans Little Helper, oh, he's a Simpson. And it, it feels like that's what this episode is just reinforcing once again. And it is tying in a lot of those themes that we've seen before with Homer wanting to improve his, improve himself, to, to, to prove himself to Bart, to, to I don't know, win, win at something, even, th- even though it's not because he's the best at it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think this episode holds up. I think it's, it's good. It is really good. I mean, it's 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 a really great great Homer episode. You see what makes Homer tick and how far he will go, and oddly enough, succeed because that's what happens to Homer sometimes. I mean, it is yeah, it is success through no necessarily. It's like he shows up to participate and ends up winning because he just doesn't leave. Well, yeah, I, I believe what they they say how he got his job. He was there the he was there the day the plant opened. And they needed someone to be there to have the job. That's that's one of the ways. Yes, one of the multiple ways Homer has got he got was originally hired at the plant. But I don't know. This episode's funny. It's weirdly paced, and I think that's and and it has a lot of clearly like things they've done before. But I think they they're moved around enough that I don't really care about it. It's still a, a good episode. I think Steve Weber and Brendan Fraser do a fine enough job with with the Power Sauce guys. Uh, I, I I wish there was a little bit more Bart. Some meaningful Bart stuff in there, but it's it's an all Homer episode, and a lot of Homer episodes end up precluding anyone else's participation. We'll rank it yeah. at the end of the show. We don't have any submissions for my favorite episode. However, if you do have a favorite episode, please send it in to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. Explain why certain episode is your favorite, and I'll read it when we get there. We can move on to our next segment, Matthew. It is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Uh, comes to the news group, Sorrow Comb, through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. Uh, it's generally positive. I don't know. There's It's A's, B's, and C's. <laughs> it, it's not as hyperbolic as it was, but it still, it still seems like people are 
opining for days gone by, but someone was like, this episode just doesn't do it. There's just no more episodes like Joy of Sect. I'm like, Joy of Sect was this season. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Are you nostalgic Classic. for? Are you nostalgic for three months ago? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> this, I, I, I think there is fair criticisms for this episode, but I don't understand the people who are complaining about it not being like episodes in the same very season. I think this episode is is good, and I, I don't know. It feels like the news group people don't know what. It's hard to like many things. I feel like it is a victim to. It's easy. It's not. No one wants to say this is fine. Like no one wants to say that. They either want to say this is amazing <laughs> or it's terrible. Like hyper hyper hyperbole seems to like is a driving trend in everything now. But it seems just like it is like hard to review something when it's just like yeah, it was good, solid, not the best, but solid. Solid. I, I feel like one of the the traits of news groups, uh, the news group reviews, is that generally if something doesn't get, isn't like wildly hated or you know praised it's got to be a solid episode they got mostly a's b's and c's that's a good episode it's not a great episode the great episodes tend to for some reason really piss people off don't know why but they do i think it's just that they the same things that drive people to love it also drive people to hate it sometimes uh also let's see uh some people discussing commies and nazis communism and uh and uh Nazis and how they are actually not the same thing. What? Uh, do the home improvement noise. Um. Uh. Let's see. What else are they? Oh, they're talking about how murder. How? How? How was there a mountain that high, never seen before in the show, and how high it is compared to every other mountain on Earth, and how it would be pretty like in the top five if it was as tall as it was. Uh, of course, it's in Springfield. It's right next to Springfield. Um, turning out Springfield's not a real place, which is the, the other update. Hey, Springfield's still not Springfield a real place. Springfield would have some ridiculous weather if it had all the stuff it's supposed to have. S- Springfield is actually the Matrix. You know, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> What's it this week? All right, let me program a mountain for you. Yep. Uh, but that's about it for the news group. People always getting upset and also nerding out. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite quote from a guest star? There's lots of them, and there are lots of good ones. And I, you guys always come through. Uh, first from JD uh, from Hank Scorpio. You like those moccasins? Look in your closet. There's a pair for you. Don't like them? Then neither do I. Get the hell out of here. Hey, ever see a guy say goodbye to a shoe? Well, yes, once. <laughs> From Ivan, uh, Nimoy, letter Nimoy, a solar eclipse. The cosmic ballet goes on. Does anyone want to? Anybody want to switch seats? <laughs> From John. Uh, oh, uh, although, you know, though I uh, started my career several years before Krusty. So, so you know, I, I, I could never really have learned anything directly from him. Still, I, I think, in a way, in, in a very meaningful way, that uh, I, that I, uh, uh, all, all of us have, uh, have learned from him. You know, that is by, by being um, on, on, on television for, for, for so many years. Even, even though, you know, m- m- many of us, we, we, didn't, we didn't watch the show. Thank you. It's Bob. Bob Newhart. I'm impressed, Robbie. I am impressed. I, I, it, I, I've only heard that about uh, 70 million times, so I hope that I could be able to at least nail the cadence. Uh, Chris, Steve Martin as Ray Patterson. Oh, gosh, you know, I'm not much on speeches, but it's so gratifying to leave you wallowing in the mess you've made. You're screwed. Thank you. Bye. Uh, from Rob, it's like there's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited. Ken Griffey Jr. and Mattingly's still like him better than Steinbrenner. A couple of, a couple of hits from uh, Homer at the Bat. Uh, Josh, Frank Grimes, I live in a single room above a bowling alley below another bowling alley. Man, a lot of Frank Grimes. I would, I could, uh, I don't, it's tough. Uh, from Sean, your theory of a donut-shaped universe is intriguing. I may have to steal it. From Stephen Hawking. Uh, Kevin, this is indeed a disturbing universe, Maggie, as voiced by James Earl Jones. Uh, Gregory at GB Freeman. David Duchovny's his jiggling is almost hypnotic. Uh, Ryan at Dara Demi Mead. Sorry, I am a coyote. Johnny Cash's reading gets me every time. Uh, Mark at Mark Everclear. Now let's all get drunk and play ping pong. 
Can't forget Patrick Stewart. Uh, Sam at Hambone Sam Arsh. I don't need molded plastic to enhance my physique. Pure West. Now how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? Remember the Batusi? Ha. Ha. Rest in peace, Adam West. Uh, Jimmy at Fletch Talks. Oh. Hey, Mo! Flea and Krusty gets canceled. It's just this only line. It's just screaming at Mo. Uh, John at Larsuck. Leonard Nimoy. My job here is done. What do you mean? You didn't do anything. Didn't I? <laughs> Leonard Nimoy has just yeah, the little, greatest quotes was, out here. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy was great. Uh, Dustin at Pez, 1865. Homer, on your way out, if you want to kill somebody, it would help me a lot. Uh, Hank Scorpio, of course. Simon at Simon T. King. Just take it one day at a time and know that I love you. Which is, that's a really good, that's David Crosby, that's a nice, that's a really good cut that I don't think people pay enough attention to, but it's very good. Uh, Avlazek at Eric F. 1029. Oh, this guy's got more bread than a prison meatloaf. <laughs> some, uh, some Rodney in there. Uh, Denise and Carmen at Simpsonology. Sorry, it's not in packets. Another, another Hank Scorpio, uh, joint. Uh, Lauren L. Columbia 88. Hello, I'm Leonard Nimoy. Following tale of alien encounters is true. And by true, I mean false. It's all lies, but they're entertaining lies. And in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. <laughs> and finally from Alex at K Whatever Man. Well, I don't know you, but yes. Oh, Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry. Really good. Uh, what's your answer, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Leonard Nimoy and the uh, the following tale, Alien Encounters, is true. And by true, I mean false. <laughs> Just a back and forth there. Ugh. I miss Leonard Nimoy. I wish he could still be doing guest spots. I mean, he's still doing guest spots in my heart. Well, yes, yes. Up in heaven, he's he's doing guest spots for, uh, you know, those those heaven podcasts. <laughs> Was Leonard Nimoy ever on a podcast? I wonder. Did Marin ever interview him? Huh. I would hope so. I don't, but I don't know. He's a, he was an old guy. You know, he's not going to travel around a lot. Um, Next week's question. What is Homer's greatest athletic achievement? Hmm. Is it climbing a mountain? Surviving outer space? Falling down a canyon? Winning a baseball game? I'll leave that up to you. I'll post this question on all our <laughs> social media. Facebook.com slash The Simpson Show Pod. At Twitter, at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. Any of those places. Uh, follow and like us and, you know, the social media stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, it is time, Matthew, once again, for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. We have a wager for this season. Whoever loses must record themselves performing a Trestle Horror segment that they themselves have written. I'm losing by eight points. Not, it's not acceptable. There's only three episodes left. You got this. I, don't... I have faith in you, Robbie. Matt, if you really had faith in me you would go easier on me and give me nice and easy that's, questions that's not how that works sorry uh, no. what you know i i sorry, have Robbie, I've, there's I've, no going easy on you i, I know I've, i have in the past said i don't want any of your pity points maybe <laughs> maybe i've changed my mind on that maybe okay i've decided okay. that pity points are okay as long as i win and i don't have to do another challenge uh-huh maybe uh-huh uh maybe i have some questions for you matthew are you ready for an easy question I am ready. These are all from... I've forgotten the name of the episode I pulled it from. Bart the Lover. These are all from Bart the Lover. Ooh, okay. Oof. A craze surrounding what toy sweeps the school? I believe that is yo-yos. That is correct. That is correct. All right, sir. Uh, your questions are once again a hodgepodge. I'm having more fun doing it that way. What was the name of the adult channel Bart was watching in Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment? That's an easy question. Uh, top Hat? You are correct. The Top Hat channel. Jeez. Barely remember that one. All right. Your medium question. Marge's father almost lost his job as what due to his cursing? Uh, baby photographer. Jeez, Matt. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I was saying, like, his dad, her, her dad was a flight attendant. Oh, wait. No, this is a different episode. He had a different job then. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what we can and cannot believe about Marge's father's jobs. It's true. It might have all been cover. It might be. Who knows what they actually were. Uh, your medium question. What are the three pieces of evidence against Krusty being the robber and Krusty gets busted? A little season one action for you. Oh, uh, he uh, can't be next to microwaves because he has a pacemaker. Uh -huh. He's perusing a magazine 
and he can't read. Okay. And he has short feet while Homer steps on the robber's foot, which is such a bob. He has long feet. His size of his Man, you know, that easy. I gotta stop going easy on you. I'm, I, like, I, I believe I am on the record now, officially. I am totally cool with you going easy on me. All right, you're a hard question, Matt, and I sincerely hope, I, I'm very impressed if you get this. What is the name of the movie Bart is watching on Colorization Theater? Oh, I can actually quote the guy, but, um, uh, okay, it's something involving Tunisia. It's, uh, oh, um, I, uh, I'm not going to do too much. I'm going to go with Tuesdays in Tunisia. So close, Matt. <laughs> what was it? It's two for Tunisia. Oh, man, I was actually really close. <laughs> you were very close. Uh, all right. Your hard question, which is actually pretty tough. I, I had to look up some of the details myself. When Marge and Homer were in high school, where and when was detention? trying to remember you know that he because he he says you know the place simpson right then he goes yeah uh it's this is kind of a blind guess 330 remedial class 1b something like that you're you're actually kind of close it is a three o'clock old building room 106 old building room 106 Mm-hmm. So that's a correct answer for me. Six points for Robbie. Sure, sure. Uh huh. No, not Matt. I, I didn't gain on you though. Oh, good. Two episodes to go, and I need to get eight points on you. What are you going to get? Zeros in the next two? Maybe. No. Possible. I don't. I mean, it, it's possible. I don't. Have you ever gotten zero points? Yeah, one time I think in our entire history. Yeah, because you thought the easy question was easy, and it wasn't. Or maybe you overthought the easy question. Mm, possibly. Possibly. I do like I'm thinking. Yeah, you're still ahead of me, though. Um, mm, mm. That'll do it for trivia for this week. We move on to our final segment, a segment we had every single episode with. It's time for Best Episode Ever! Best Episode Ever! Best Episode Ever is the part of show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. So a good, solid Homer episode. There's been so few of those. Yeah, there's not very many, huh? Not many of those Homer episodes. Um, Let me think. All right, I'll, here's a nice solid starting point, I think. Is it better than Stark Raving Dad? Ooh, that is a good question. I think so. Uh, I, I enjoy Stark Raving Dad. Uh, the Michael Jackson cameo is, is fine. I really enjoy Homer's arc throughout this. Homer is embarrassed. He takes steps to better himself. And, you know, through shame, uh, which motivates all of us, really, uh, he he does become a better person. Uh, and, and then that betterment causes his downfall because uh, usually after betterment uh, involves an inflation of ego. And, and that's kind of what happens to Homer. So Homer has a nice little uh, series of ups and downs in this. And, uh, you know, the jokes are quite funny. Uh, the only thing that's a little weird, like you said, is the the, the two character actors who get to uh, to be the power sauce guys. That's a little weird. Why didn't Brendan Fraser ever become an action movie hero? I don't know. So we get to see more of him and be happy. Like he, the Mummy's a great movie. It really is. It's a great. That's a great action movie. And I don't know why nothing ever happened with him after. Like I guess he was in a lot of like, he was in a, a series of middling films, and they just kind of he disappeared. Middling. <laughs> I mean, how else would you describe? I mean, middling. It might even be too kind because he was in that. Uh, was that monkey movie? Uh, with the Dustin checks in. No, 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 no. The it's uh with uh Chris Kattan as the voice of like and there's like and it had an animated character. It was like half animated. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm so glad I've never seen it. It's really bad. Uh, Monkey Bone was the name of that movie. Oh man, that sounds awful. Because he was in the Mummy, which is great, but then he was also in that 19 the same year as in Blast from the Past and Dudley Do Right, which are both. And eh, not that great. And then there's Bedazzled and Monkey Bone. Neither of, are that good either. And then <laughs> Mummy Returns, which is not a good sequel. And then he just kind of... He was in Looney Tunes back in action. And then he was on Scrubs for a couple episodes. Oh, man. He was great on Scrubs. Then he, I guess he was in Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is also not great. And then Ink, Inkheart? What is Inkheart? We don't need to... I don't know. Uh, we are spending a lot of time on Brendan Fraser. But, uh, what... Uh, okay, so it's you say it's better than Star Craving Dad. I do. How about Principal and the Popper? Ooh, that is a tough one. That is a great Skinner episode. Hmm. Great, you say? Hmm. 
I, I don't know if I would call it his best episode, but I mean, obviously that's Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. Um, hmm. I think it is better. Um, I, I'm actually looking right above that at Homer and Apu, uh, which I think is, is a lot about Apu, but it also has a lot about Homer in it. Uh, and I think this is, I want to say ever so slightly better than Homer and Apu. I would put this actually at uh, right below I Love Lisa, I think. Okay, so a better so above Homer and Apu and also above Brother from Another Series. I can get behind that. I enjoyed Brother from Another Series, but it's smacked to me of, you know, hey, we've got Kelsey Grammer and he's in his hit show. Let's let's grab, you know, the I, other guy from his show. This is a, this episode is a back to basics kind of episode. And I frankly right. I'm totally cool with them doing that. Even today. Like it's really not that, oh, I recognize that they're doing the same kind of plot they've done before. It's never that it's always like, do they nail the execution? They do? Okay, then I'm totally cool with oh, it. Oh yeah. And they do in this one. I think it's very funny, and Homer and and the the family get good or characterized well. And it, aside from the pacing, I think I don't really have many big complaints about it. So if that's below, I love Lisa. Guess what number that's at, Matt? Hmm, that is at oh sixty nine. Nice. nice. Uh, right below, I love Lisa. Right above, rather from another series, Homer's Enemy is still number one on our list. Last place is still Homer's Odyssey. Holding on to uh, the the bottom of the list. However, it won't be there forever. I promise. Our next episode is Lost Our Lisa, which I remember liking quite a bit. Mm, indeed. But indeed. we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. I haven't watched it in a long time, so maybe maybe it's terrible, and my memory has betrayed me once again. <laughs> That'll do it for us today. Uh, you can find this list at our website, simplythesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Please check out my other podcasts, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And The Zero Finesse. It's about all kinds of nerdy stuff. Uh, in our next episode, we'll see coming out the Thursday after you hear this, will be me and Matt discussing more Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. We have to speak in bad British accents. It's the rule when you talk about Harry Potter. Yep. It's absolutely required, especially in podcasts. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer you will not find him. Uh, that is true. Uh, I have decided to live amongst the snow people. Uh, if you, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be building a nice snow igloo with our snow that's on the ground here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm also uh, attempting to send messages to aliens in outer space uh, using the snow. So, you know, if you've got any satellites out there and can help me out, really appreciate it. Matt, there's no snow in Florida. I saw a snowflake today oh. in the fridge, but, you know. Oh, in the fridge, eh? I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode. Shh.